So we were just talking about what title to give to this podcast because it's important to give a good title. And I've come up with the idea of um, give it a, a title, um, Stop Reading Books. <laughs> and, and, uh, and one was laughing and goes, oh my God, this is quite dramatic, particularly that our guest is actually so excited about uh, one of his book coming out, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think the irony is that it's, uh, it's exactly his message, right? It's also the fact that he is the one that is actually the one that really would say yes to something like that because he would want us to create a juicy title for his podcast. That's right. So the reason why we've um, given this title to this podcast is that, yes, yes, you, of course you will read books, okay? But read good books that will change your life and go deep. Yes. So don't just read lots of books and lots and lots of books, which will make no effect because you won't forget. Uh, you will not remember what you read tomorrow if you read 20 books, one after another. But um, yeah, don't, don't read too many books. If you read something, read something that is going to change your life, other people's life, and go really deep. Welcome to Stories of Expansion, created by Gosha Gona and me, Wun Tan. This podcast shares inspiring expansion stories. We speak to amazing guests who have turned the biggest challenges and fears into blessings for themselves and others. We will be exploring how they've overcome their personal and business challenges to create a bigger impact and make a difference in the world. We will learn how they have survived and blossomed in times of challenge. We believe that the world needs us more than ever before. It is time to stop procrastinating and playing small. Let's show up more fully and achieve what we're here to do together. So our next guest, we've got someone who's truly inspiring and he has been a personal mentor of mine. He actually taught me how to organize events and because of him, I got the basics of running events and I became a community manager. I managed to run 60 events in a space of three years and a lot of it was because I took a course with him and he's actually one of the biggest networking uh, gurus out there. He teaches people influence, copywriting, event organizing, and he's an awesome person to learn from. And one of the things that I took away from this conversation was how you can organize events, but also really how do you create something and give it a name a very juicy name and actually make it so easy for people to understand what it is. They are intrigued to try and figure out what's next, right? So that's one of the key things that I took away. And I remember he taught me this um, even back in the day and I, I really learned a lot from him and it's so good to reconnect with him on this podcast. So Gosha, what did you learn from this conversation? Well, actually, I was quite surprised that I liked it so much. 
because I listened to it last night. And today I went for a walk. I listened to it very carefully again. And what struck me particularly, and it resonated with every single cell in my body, is when he said that many times we read too many books, and, but it's a superficial reading, and it basically leads to uh, just lots of information that doesn't sit in our brain anywhere because it's not digested and it's not used. So basically, I mean, the message was, for me, stop reading so many books but if you read something, read something very powerful, very useful, and go deep and apply it. Because if you don't apply it, it's not going to lead anywhere. It's just essentially wasting time. And I've realized like how many books I have read, I don't even remember what's, what was in it. And in fact, um, when, when I was listening to, to this podcast, I remembered a story and many years ago. I read a book called Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts, which is for women only, how to get into the femininity and um, become, to, to fully accept yourself and get into pleasure of living and celebrate life and, and attract the, the, the ideal partner and all of that. And I read it and she says, this woman in the book, please, when you're reading the book, every time I give you a homework, stop and do the homework. But I thought, no, no, I just quickly read it all the way through. And then once I've read it, I go back over the exercises and I do it, but I never, I've never done it. And the book was f fantastic, but I hardly remember what the exercises were. So it wasn't as impactful as it could have been. And then during one of my therapy sessions, there was this woman who came to see me and um, she uh, she was a little bit miserable and not loving herself. And she was so beautiful. And I said to her, your homework is to read this book. And she did, but she did it differently to me. She truly did what this woman said. She read it, underlined it, okay, underlined it. And then she followed every single exercise to the point that her life has changed completely. And she sent me a message two months later. She said, this book has changed my life uh, from having no men, just like a queue of men who want to be with me. I have a choice. I feel feminine. I feel beautiful. I feel I'm living again. And that, that's down to the book. Okay. And, but she, she didn't just read it. She went deep. And she did everything that our guest has spoken about. So when he said, what he said today, uh, I thought, oh gosh, instead of just doing all these things that we're doing every day, we, we can do less of them, but go deep. So I am really impressed with the message. I mean, I started underlying, you know, when I'm reading a book and I think it's making a big difference when you actually take action because of the advice from the book than just reading it just for the sake of finishing another book. And I feel that um, I, I truly agree. I mean, there's so many books that I've read and I think actually taking action is far more important than reading and completing another book. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt, oh my God, this man has got a lot more to say. And I absolutely felt compelled to ask him a few more questions, which I did.
And what he shared with me in the second interview was really incredible, and I believe it can help a lot of people. So just bear in mind that there's two interviews with Patrick, number one and number two, and we highly recommend that you listen to both. Enjoy the listening. So my next guest is the founder of Europe's biggest business meetup group with just under 30,000 members. And he's a Europe's top expert in influence and marketing. And he's a serial entrepreneur, a speaker and an author. And he's a real expert in copywriting, influence and events organizing. I personally know him six years ago, probably four or five years ago, actually, I think uh, when I became one of your clients and you coached me how to run events. And I've been really, really thankful for that because since then, I actually personally ran something like 60 events and it's all meetup groups. And I've been really inspired by what you've done and what you've been teaching me, uh, even during that short course that we did. So thank you very much. So my guest is Patrick M. Powers of PatrickMPowers.com. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Hey, Woon. So great to be here. Awesome. So good that you've reached out again. And uh, it was such a, t- a divine timing, I think, uh, that we've, we're sort of starting this podcast series and you got this amazing thing that you're about to share with, um, you know, and, and you just shared earlier the, prior to the call. But I think it's, it's amazing to, to reconnect and I'm really excited to understand what you have for us, uh, what, what is, what's next for you. So, Patrick, for people who don't know you or haven't been to one of your events in London, um, could you tell us more a bit about what, what you do? Sure, absolutely. So, just a brief personal background. I'm, I'm born in Denmark, so hence my kind of weird accent. Um, and... I started my first business at 21 because I hated being trapped in a job. I just hated doing the same thing over and over and over again. So um, I thought, hey, I'm pretty smart. I had good grades in school and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it, it can't be it can't be that hard to run a business, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was completely wrong, and because I was I was quite smart book wise, but I was very very. Um, undeveloped, let's say that, in terms of my human skills, my social skills, and I had incredibly bad um, confidence when it came to people, right? I was literally have like big social anxiety, lots of self-doubt. So no communication skills, no social skills, and of course, it's meant to, I mean, it's just, it's just going to fail. You can't succeed unless you have those skills. Um, and um, I brushed myself off started to analyze what went wrong and figured out, look, every, you know, apparently business is about marketing and sales and influence. Um, I thought it was all about getting a great idea and then people will come running to you. But um, I, I learned that it was all about influence, marketing, sales. So that's what I decided to learn. And I became so hooked by it that, you know, I was studying it all the time. I was completely fascinated by it. And so I said to myself, you know what? They always talk about, they you know, all the successful people that um, when you find your passion, turn it into a business. And that's what I did. So, uh, but it took me many, many attempts. I, I failed in at least 15 companies. And uh, finally, in 2003, I was so fed up with my life that I said, look, this is it. I'm going to succeed. I don't care 
what I have to do within the laws of ethics and the, the, the law and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I did. I joined a network marketing company and was more or less instantly successful. Um, in nine months, I was financially free. And in 10 months, I was, I was so financially free that I almost did nothing, just goofed off and lived in the Caribbean and beautiful places in the world and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of kind of the uh, the the uh, the beginning background, uh, and then of course I came to London in two thousand and nine, and I lived here a couple of times before. But that's when I started Entrepreneurs from London, the meetup group. And um, at that point, so what has happened is I sold my network marketing business, and everything went to shit. I mean, literally, it was it was horrible. I was very close to living on the streets. Um, I, I was so broke; it was ridiculous. And, um, but, but entrepreneurs in London was growing. And then finally we had our breakthrough and became the biggest in Europe. And then the rest is sort of history. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So that was, that was, uh, so you're asking about for stories about how to turn failures into successes. And yes, I've, I've, I'm a, I'm a master at failures. I've done so many, so many crazy things, uh, failed so many times. And, um, and now I think finally, you know, I'm, I'm having some stability and, and consistency in my results. What would you say is one of the moments that you're, you're proud of? What's, what's your, what are your biggest pro, uh, proud achievements? Okay, I would say there's, there's a few, uh, but the first one that comes to mind is that I confronted my fear of people and, and public speaking. Um, that's, that's always been the thing for me because my fear was so great that you know, it's very hard to relate to who I was back then, but I just know that back then it must have been such a challenge for me to like, like challenge myself to push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and, um, you know, so many years ago now I can hardly remember, I do remember the first talk I ever did. I, and I do remember that my knees were shaking. My, my voice was literally trembling. Um, so, so no doubt my biggest achievement is to overcome fear, confront my fear and going for, for what, for what I wanted. Uh, second is to become one of the um, uh, top business builders in the direct selling company I was in, Manatech, uh, and I got awarded on stage in Dallas in front of 7,000 people. Uh, so that was a big moment for me. Uh, and then, of course, just on a month-to-month basis, just working with the crew at Entrepreneurs in London and running the events and all that kind of stuff. There's not one big thing. It's just working with my, my crew and our members. It's just every month is just a joy. Wow. And, and for, for people who don't know, you actually been featured in BBC, actually coaching others how to network and, and connect with other people. And I saw that in, 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 in your profile and I thought that was such an inspiring thing uh, to come from that space of uh, being shy and, um, you know, uh, because I can personally relate to that, and I I'm a very shy person myself, and I think for you, for me seeing your story, I, it's always very inspiring. Thank you. Well, the thing is, you don't have to continue to be shy. Uh, and by the way, people mix up being introverted and shy, which is not necessarily related at all. Uh, I'm still introverted. That just means that I don't necessarily like if I want to recharge my batteries, I don't want to be around a lot of people. I want to be by myself or one close friend, right? That's it. And if, if, I'm, if I'm stressed out and I'm around a lot of people, my head's just going to explode. 
Whereas with extroverts, it's the other way around, right? When they want to recharge the batteries, they want to be around a lot of people. But not I'm not, not shy anymore. I love people. And, um, and you know, this amazing thing about the brain is that you can have something that you were so afraid of one moment and you can retrain your brain to love that thing, which is amazing because most people, they don't think. Like they, they just like say, okay, this is just how I am. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not just how you are. If you choose to, you can change that, right? You can literally change practically any any area of your personality if you choose to. So what would you say, um, you know, how did you overcome that fear or the, 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 the shyness? Well, initially it was just the realization that that I didn't have to be that way for the rest of my life. And then, uh, you know, I read, read in lots of books that said, you know, just push yourself outside of your comfort zone, just do the things you're afraid of. Um, there was no, there was no magic to the, the methods. Um, I was just basically pushing myself and I did some pretty crazy stuff from time to time to push myself like way, way, way out of my comfort zone, like way out. Okay. Um, and, and that was fantastic. You know, whatever you do consistently, it just becomes normal. That's the most amazing thing, right? Today, today I, I work with people in overcoming fear of public speaking and making them fantastic presenters and overcoming the fear of sales as well. Um, so, you know, I have some very, very advanced techniques to rewire the brain, um, which, you know, it's too advanced that we can become, go into this today. But, but the initial, in the initial years, if you're just willing to confront your fear and do it consistently, you will overcome the fear. Mm. So, so for people who are out there who are thinking, okay, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking I was doing a business. I'm, you know, I, I've got this idea I want to pursue. You know, I've got, um, I, I've got a message I want to share. I want to be on stage. What do you say to them? when they you know when they when they are sort of confronted by these sort of fears that they that might be holding them back well i mean there's only really two things to do either confront them and do it consistently just say okay i'm i'm accepting that i am afraid it's okay i'm just going to do it anyway um or you take some kind of training um to 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 overcome it or or you can you know, go to um, hypnosis or some kind of a therapy to overcome it. But if it comes to public speaking training, I would recommend that you join a, a training specifically to overcome public speaking because if you work with, let's say you work with a therapist and overcoming it, I guarantee you, no matter how much you sit and, and analyze stuff and, and work it out, the moment you're in front of people, you're going to freak out. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you because I've done it. Right. So you've got to be in that environment. So if you if you have the right coach and trainer that that puts you in front of an audience and teach you how to do the right thing while you're there, you can overcome that fear really, really fast. I love that. So, Patrick, you you've sort of been running a very, very successful meetup group in London for a long time for people who, you know, who are starting out and thinking of organizing their own community, running their own events. What, what are some of the things that you've done that you've seen people who are starting out, you know, what, what sort of things that can you share for people who are new to this? Oh my God, <laughs> there's so many things because it, it's, it's funny that sometimes the things that we are really good at naturally, we don't 
take it, we, we kind of take it for granted and don't understand that other people don't understand that. And I'm like, when I'm looking at the way that people running their meetup groups, I'm like, holy sh, Mike, like this for me, it's so simple, mm. right? Um, and apparently it's not. I see people make so many mistakes. It's ridiculous. So a couple of them, big ones, is a naming of the groups. Like, so my specialties, one of them is, is like, overall it's influence, but understanding how to create an irresistible message. How do you get people, like, how, do you, how do you put some words together that grab the attention, forces people to read your message and, and draws them in and builds desire and trust, right? So one of the things about the brain is the brain doesn't like complex messages. It's, it likes simple messages and especially initially, right? So for it to pay attention to anything, it has to be simple. That means short. So when I was, when I was coming up with the name Entrepreneurs in London, I was actually aware that this, this name is actually too long. It really is too long, but I, I did it anyway because I wanted to uh, rank uh, SEO-wise for anything to do with entrepreneurs and London, okay? Um, preferably, you want to make it shorter than entrepreneurs in London. If you could get, out, get it down to two names, even one, it's, it's even better. It should still be something that is either very intriguing or something that is quite descriptive. And that's the same thing with the titles of the event. So when people have chosen... Um, Let's say they've chosen a, 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 an okay or a good name for a, a group. Um, the name for the group is actually, in my opinion, not necessarily as important as uh, the titles of the events, except if you, if you create a, a group name that is just crazy long. And I've seen that happen so many times, like crazy, crazy, crazy long names for groups. And you've got to think of, it has to be something that people can repeat, like saying, hey, I went to the Entrepreneurs in London meetup, right? Uh, you can remember that, right? But you can't remember and, and, and share it with a friend, say, hey, I went to the uh, uh, Creative Entrepreneurs in, in South and West London. It's like, you can't remember that, right? So, and, and, and even if you could, if you come a lot, the person that hears it can't remember it, right? So it's got to be short. And then the, the, um, the titles of the events has to be juicy. They have to be different. They have to stand out and have to either be something that's really intriguing or uh, give people a huge benefit, right? Let me, let me give a couple of um, upcoming, upcoming names here of our events so you can see the, uh, an example here. So, for example, we have how to be a successful property investor using none of your own money, right? Strong benefit. The next one is an intrigue one, which is very, very powerful in uh, emails, email subject lines, and social media. The strange but true story about how I made my first million on the internet. Right? Very intriguing. So those are just two, two tips about how to construct a, a title. Uh, the title doesn't necessarily have to be super short. Um, because that's not something that people have to repeat and remember. Um, but, but the title, the, um, the name of the group has to be short and then the title of the event has to be juicy. I, I love that because I, I really found that to be very true and especially around on organizing events through meetup.com and the events 
it's just like naming writing a copy for for a blog post it's it's the title that actually needs to make sense and it as long as it makes sense people understand what it is about and that gets the people's attention sure sure absolutely <clears throat> so, so jumping on to a different topic let's let's talk about what you have been up to right and i know you you got a book coming up and it's a very very exciting thing that um you were talking about and i i i would want you to share some of you let's let's give the audience a bit of a preview of what what you have in that book because i know okay. it's going to be very very exciting and useful for people excellent yeah i'm i'm so excited about this book and the the, the crazy thing that happened is that um when the lockdown happened for COVID, um, the weird thing that happened is that I actually became much more calm and collected than I've had been for many, many years. And, and my, my thoughts became incredibly clear. Uh, and I started writing this report. I wanted to give away, because again, I see small business owners, they make the same bloody mistakes over and over and over again, mistakes that are relatively easy to fix. And so I wanted to create something that can help them out with the, those relatively uh, easy fixes. And so I just wanted to create a report I could give away. And then um, the aim was around 9,000 words for the report. And then it was suddenly 12,000. Then it was 15,000. And I was like, I think this is turning into a book. And when I reached 18,000, I said, oh my God, this is really turning into a book. <laughs> and and now I think I'm up to 37,000 words and it will probably be in about 40, 42,000, which is the longest book I've ever written. Um, and I'm, I'm crazy excited about it because I'm sharing some stuff about, uh, it's called, it's called the new marketing manifesto. And what it is basically about is how our brain is deeply irrational. Like, like in the last 20 years, um, you know, science has known that for many, many years that we are very irrational beings, but especially in the last few decades, there's lots of research that shows that we are we're actually completely bonkers. <laughs> like the, the way that we make decisions doesn't make any sense whatsoever, like logical, rational sense. Um, and so the more you know about how the brain makes irrational decisions, the better you can be at feeding them the kind of information that they will respond to, that the brain will respond to. So those, those are some of the subjects of the book. And, and, um, I'll share. People can go get a sample of it. Actually, um, uh, we'll share that at the end where they can go and do that. But one of the chapters in the free, in the uh, in the free sample, is about how you come up with something called your big selling idea. Some people call it the big marketing idea, and it's not the same as a USP, but it's like an, a, a big overarching idea for a promotion that completely makes you stand out, and you can you can actually stand out from your competition. Even if, like if you do this great marketing or the big marketing idea the right way, you can look completely fresh and like, like so much so that people almost stopped in their tracks and, and, and take a look. It's like, wow, what in the world is that? I want to take a look at that. Even if what you do is completely the same as your competitors, right? So that's, um, that's just one of, one of the subjects, which is incredibly important. You have to stand out. You have to be different. Do not try to copy the marketing of your, like if you are new and you're trying to copy the marketing and more or less the same messages of your successful competitors, I understand why people do that because it makes sense that if they've done it and it works, 
it must also work for you. But it's not going to. <laughs> Why? Because if your messaging are the same and you are new in the market, guess who the market will choose? They will choose the, the, the option that's been there the longest, the one with the most credibility, the most proof, and so on and so on, the biggest brand or the most well-known brand. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. So when you're new to the market, you must do something that completely stands out from the competition. I think that's really, really interesting. I mean, and I'm very, um, I can't wait to get my hands on your book, actually, because I think it's um, it's something that is in my mind for my own business. How do I stand out? I've been thinking about this question as well. And mm-hmm. I think there are certain nuggets that you just shared, which I think I'm going to have to revisit and um, just can't wait to, to see, to get my hands on your book. That's great. Well, you can go and get it the free sample, which includes the chapter on how to how to get the big marketing idea. So that's actually on your website, right? PatrickMPowers.com. Correct. So before we come to you know our final few questions, what what would you say, you know, for for our listeners out there? So you have shared a, a, a lot around influencing around behavior change and how, how people actually behave uh, and, and sort of explaining that around a sales pro- approach and marketing concept. So, you know, for, for people who are listening to this and they're getting, they're looking for inspiration, are there anything that you would like to share for people who want to be inspired to to take things to the next level? Because there's so many things that you can share, but I know within your story, the I mean, you have an amazing story. Uh, we, we barely scratched the surface. <laughs> and and I, I realized like, we're coming to the end of this interview, but um, you know, like what, what else could you share, you know, for, for people who are listening? Well, one thing I really want to want to share is that, you know, most people, they think they're really serious about the business, but they're really not. And, and some people also, the, maybe they are serious, but they're investing their time and effort in the wrong places. One thing I see people do, a couple, couple of mistakes. They, they graduate in what I call YouTube University, right? They just read uh, a lot of superficial, cheap e-books, listen to YouTube videos, uh, take superficial advice, um, buy books on Amazon and read them, which is not, nothing wrong with that. I read a lot of books. But you know what? I have found in the last couple of years, I made a huge change to the way that I consume books. I stopped reading so many books. And what I did is I started underlining like crazy amounts of underlining in the books. Like every single time there was a valid point or something interesting, I, I would underline it. And I would... Um, I would put these these markers in, like uh, with specific colors that meant specific things, so I can quickly find it again. And then it would take after I've um, I done the book, I would go go back and then look at all the underlinings, and I would take the most important one and I would handwrite them down in a note notebook. And now I have this notebook that's just chock full of amazing, amazing insights and tips. And that I flip through this notebook from time to time, um, because we we just don't learn by listening to something or reading something, hearing something once. It just doesn't go into the brain. And so lots of people, they they read too much. 
instead of taking the time to say, okay, this was a great book. What can I implement from this? So people, in the way that they approach learning and growing themselves, they're, they're just way too superficial. You need to go deep, 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 deep. And that's, that's what I started to do uh, a couple of years ago. And before we went on uh, live here today, I was sharing that I've, I've gone through an incredible transformation in the last couple of years. Um, and that was, that was one of the reasons why I started going deep into the knowledge and really being serious about looking at myself and, uh, and, be, and being brutally honest with myself about what is it that I'm missing. What are my missing pieces? And then no matter how uncomfortable it was to implement those missing pieces, I would say, I'm, I'm going to do it. I will do it no matter what. And that's when, when things started going from, from good to just incredible. Um, so that's, that's one I would say, thing I would say that is like, please go deep, be serious about learning, marketing, influence. It might be something that you think is a foreign language right now. But if you're serious about learning it, you, you, can, you can make so dramatic changes and improvements in your business, in your life, that you would not believe it yourself. Um, and that could be the foundation for, for you creating a masterpiece and um, an absolute empire. Well, I just love what you just shared. So I, I took away the fact that when, you, when you're listening to books or, or reading books, it, it's a serious endeavor. And I think we are, we are sort of uh, flooded with information. And so having, yeah. having the right book and actually taking action based on those few nuggets and, and coming back to that, um, I think is an absolutely powerful um, insight that you just shared. And I think the other thing that I took away was that you talk about the commitment, right? Keep, keep, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so you, you don't, don't get distracted. I'm looking around. Yeah. Because I, wanted to, I wanted to take a book. Yeah, yeah, go, you go ahead. I, I'm going to say. Uh, uh, to just show you how much, how much are on the line. Let's see now. So I was just going to oh, say. Wow, here's a great book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So you can see I have uh, tabs here. I have tabs in the book and, you know, a look through it. So yeah, so so see this book. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but yeah. there's like tons and tons of underlinings, yeah. tons of it, like almost every single page, right? And that's where people go wrong. They because if you read a book and you start reading another book, I guarantee you that knowledge from the first book is not going to go in. And people have become in many many um, in many fields, people have become addicted to reading books and addicted to information. And it's not really about how many things you know it's about how well you know the things that you know and how well you are at implementing how well you can use those skills that's where the cutting it is is and most people are not willing to do that because that's the unpleasant part it's either scary or it's boring yeah I love that I uh, and and I think the, the the second part that you were talking about was the commitment that that yeah. people want, like you are saying, like you, you got to be serious about it, and you actually take action. And I think that was a very very powerful message that you just shared. So, so the only two things that will that will make your dreams happen is choice and commitment. People make choices all the time. Everything, like where you are today, is based on the choices you've taken in your life. Most people make wimpy choices, like when they do uh, uh, New Year's Eve resolution. They say, "Okay, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to lose weight. Whatever." 74% of people that make a New Year's resolution have broken their New Year's resolutions within four days, right? wow. 74%. Um, so 
you know, people, the way they make choices, they don't stay committed to the choices. And that's why they keep being stuck. I think what you just shared was so powerful. So Patrick, for, you know, are there any other advice, last advice you want to share before we close this amazing conversation? Um, yeah. Oh my God. Um, please, please build your network. Like please build and, and don't no, you know, I actually did a, did a, a podcast interview earlier today and we got to talk about influence and the person was like, Oh, you have great influence because you have so many people in your network. You have 27,000 members and so on and so on. And you know what, that, that is, that is good that you have a lot of followers that, that can be good, but what you really need to learn first and foremost is personal influence. And that means on a one-to-one basis, how do you influence one person? Okay. That's the most important part because if you know how to influence one person, you can go pretty far. And what you need to do in my, my uh, experience uh, and, and my life has literally been transformed the last couple of years because I made a choice to go deeper with my relationships as well, my business relationships. Instead of having, you know, 27,000 people that I sort of knew and, you know, they came to my events from time to time, to choose, to choose some of the ones that I felt I resonated best with and it would be the biggest benefit for and I could be the biggest benefit for them. And, and, and to focus on about 15 people, 15 to 20 people, and then focus much, much more intently on building a deeper relationship with them. And the result has just been completely transformative for me. I can't even tell you what it's done for me, both for my personal satisfaction, those relationships that's come out of it, and the business that's come out of it. Uh, it's just been amazing. So the bottom line here I'm trying to say is you must build your network. You have no idea how powerful it can be. Uh, and, and literally one connection can open a, you know, a world of opportunities for you, which happened for me. Awesome. Awesome advice. And I think that's really true. So thank you very much for being on the Stories of Expansion podcast. And I wish you all the best with your book launch and your, your sort of future with, with this uh, path that you're forging. Thank you so much, Woon. It was awesome to be here, and it's great, great to see you again. And, and I want to, I want to really um, uh, take my hat off to you that you you took what you learned in my meetup training and you ran with it, which is again few people, few people. You know, most people they just go to a, a training and then they kind of dabble a little bit with it and then they just give up. Right? Again, they don't go deep. As as soon as it starts to get uncomfortable or boring. People find an excuse like, oh, there's a new book. I heard this book is really good. Let me read this. Or, hey, there's something or, or there's a show on television or whatever, right? Um, and and you, you actually went, went deep with it and you ran with it. So uh, well done. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, uh, well, I learned so much from, from those two or three days of event that you shared, that, that, um, that training that you provided that really, really uh, gave me a, a massive head start uh, when I when I was just starting out my meetup group. And in fact, it wasn't even my meetup group that I was starting. Right, I, I was I was I inherited the meetup group, and I, I realized I had to I had to up upskill my my events organizing. And thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. 
please share with us what you found useful and inspiring about this episode. If you know somebody who is making a big difference in the world, we should interview them. Let us know. Please drop us an email at storiesofexpansion at gmail.com.